the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, invested, in more. Joining me now from Newsweek, Betsy Isaacson. How are you, Miss Isaacson? I'm doing good, thanks. Um, you wrote a fascinating article, and again, I tip my hat to you because, you know, for me to sit down and read an article in this day and age seems, you know, <laughs> I don't do it enough, but man, this article, homeless millennials are transforming the hobo culture all of yeah. us grew up with an image of a hobo and typically it was this poor guy maybe in st louis jumping on a train track maybe jumping in a train sleeping in it overnight there was, yeah, this... was a little bandana on the stick yeah um you're finding that that's not the case aren't you yeah um it, the article is actually about you know how a lot of hobos vagabonds etc have started using smartphones um, which, you know, we look at those and we think, oh, man, smartphones, they're some sort of luxury good. What are these people who can't even afford houses doing with smartphones? And the answer is they're really useful if you don't have a house. Like, um, you know, if you're traveling, if you're an itinerant, if you're a hobo, it's really, really good to have Google Maps. It's really, really good to be able to check the weather. If you don't have a house, you don't want to get caught out in the rain and so on and so forth. It's interesting because that's 21st century coming to, as you called it, a vagabond. Um, how yeah. how do they afford said smartphone? Because last time I checked, those are $200 items. So you know how you buy a smartphone with a data plan and suddenly the smartphone is free? Okay. Uh, you can do a lot of that. And you can get data plans like Virgin Mobile, I think, now has a data plan that's $35 a month, which is – you know, not very much, certainly not the same as the cost of a house. And a lot of these people, they'll travel together in a big group and they'll share the cost of one cell phone with one data plan. I'm almost thinking you're making this up. Nope. How, how did you actually find this data? How did you find the proof that this exists? Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I started doing my research in New York City at a place called the Museum of Reclaimed Urban Space, which is where, which is connected to a lot of squatter communities. Um, and then I started, so there is a subreddit called, um, r slash vagabond. That is a subreddit for largely houseless travelers who are traveling around the country and they're posting through Reddit with, you know, stories of the traveling and tips and, you know, anything that concerns being houseless, living on the road or the rails or in a van or something like that. 
So you actually are seeing these hobo communities springing up online now because you can get online if you have a smartphone with data. Um, and it's pretty cool because um, there's, you know, there's a lot of stigma about being homeless. And it's, I mean, it's, I guess, empowering is the word, although that's such a sort of, it, it seems like such a saccharine word nowadays that, you know, you've got these people who've been sort of on by society and they're coming together on the internet and being like, hey, it's totally okay to be us. Also, here are some tips for, you know, how to survive without dental care or find public outlets or find public Wi-Fi. It's interesting because my definition of homeless, I go back to college and there was a college professor who made us go homeless for a weekend. And we weren't homeless because we still had a home to go to. And that was, you know, the psychology that I knew, even as cold as it was. And I, someone came and tried to pump drugs in my arm and charge me. But there was this, I knew I still had a home, even though it's kind of a crazy lifestyle. In your article, there's kind of um, not a want by millennials to become homeless or vagabonds. But there's certainly something going on there with millennials that it's it's not as big of a stigma as when I was growing up, as homeless people were mentally insane. There was something terribly wrong with them that they couldn't have a home. Like, things have changed a bit, haven't they? Yeah. And, I mean, I think a lot of that is, in fact, that a lot of homeless communities, a lot of communities of squatters, a lot of communities of travelers have been able to connect with each other and actually become a community in, you know, a fairly straightforward way. And so... If you're a squatter now, you can fight the stigma that comes with being a squatter, which is great and was totally not something you could do very much, you know, back before everyone was on the Internet all the time. One of my favorite lines in your article is, where there used to be jungles and hobohemias, now the Internet is the place present-day hobos, many of the millennials go to connect and build a community. It, yeah. That almost makes it sound nice. Like, I just put my mom in an old folks' home, and, like, <laughs> you know, they try to make it look pretty, but it's kind of like a prison for old people. It's a small room, and there's people that guard them. Um, it, there's no stigma here. This sounds lovely. I want to do this almost. Like, I would love to give up my mortgage payment. Not really. But I mean, there's still stigma. Like, just look at the comments. I read the comments after I posted the article, and I got so angry because – I don't know, people who take time on the internet to be like, man, homeless people, I sure hate them. You're like, why are you here? What are you doing? Why are you posting on a news magazine site? But so there's still stigma. You might remember a couple years ago, there was a, a San Francisco dot comer who was like, homeless people are ruining, ruining the city for us. And it was, it was the opposite of what you're talking about, where it was a millennial dot comer who came home from a flight and he was tired that there was someone who was homeless and peeing on the side of the street. And he basically said, you're ruining the experience of Nirvana. You're ruining the experience of Camelot for me. Um, so there is still some stigma, even amongst millennials to millennials. Uh, per yeah. Se. And you made, a, mean, you made a huge mistake reading comments. Do never, ever, ever read internet Yeah, comments. no, it was a big mistake. I'm not going to do it again. I've learned my lesson. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you're living in San Francisco in a, you know, comfortable home, in your tech bubble or whatever bubble you found yourself in, seeing homeless people is hard because, frankly, even though, you know, there's maybe not as much stigma as there used to be and the homeless community is getting empowered, it's still really hard to be homeless. And it's not something that, you know, 
we, our country, any given community has really managed to fix. And that sort of sucks. And yet you're saying they're fixing it themselves with mobile technology. For instance, you quote a statistic in Australia, mobile penetration is 92% of the population. The United States is 90%. But surprisingly, and this is fall out of the chair surprisingly, in the homeless community it's 89%, which isn't that different than this general communication, uh, the general population. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you can say they're fixing it and, you know, certainly it's, it's almost definitely better to be a homeless person with a mobile phone than be a homeless person without a mobile phone, but a mobile phone still isn't a home. And a lot of these people would like to be in homes and it's just not happening. So where does this go? Um, first, let's talk about the tech real quick. If you have a mobile phone, you need a data plan. Um, are any of these homeless cities, the tent cities, there once was one big enough in San Jose that it was able to be picked up on a satellite map? Are these communities getting wired, per se? Or is it still just the data, the cheap data plans that you're talking about? I mean, it's still, it's still a lot of it is the cheap data plans and public Wi-Fi. So you can go, you know, there are maps. You go into the, actually, if you go into the sidebar of Our Vagabond or, you know, several other places, you can just get maps of all the public Wi-Fi hotspots, like, People are just crowdsourcing these maps of like, okay, here's where you can get free Wi-Fi, here's where you can get free Wi-Fi, here's where you can get free Wi-Fi, here's where you can get free Wi-Fi. So the communities aren't getting wired so much as making resources of where to find, you know, free Wi-Fi, free data, free outlets, places to charge your phone, et cetera, et cetera. So Betsy, in conclusion or in wrap-up, I'll give you a minute or two, maybe you can tell me what you got out of the article, what you want us to get out of the article. Um, it's the article's called Homeless Millennials are Transforming the Hobo Culture. Uh, Newsweek, um, Betsy Isaacson, April 19th. Um, what do you so, want us to pull out of this? Um, a few things. I mean, so some of this was prompted by, I think there was some guy probably in San Francisco who, you know, posted some rant, I think, on Tumblr being like, why do homeless people have smartphones? How dare they have smartphones? They're homeless. And I was just like, man, I can think of so many reasons why if you're homeless, a smartphone would be really, really useful. And so part of this was just to bust up sort of this idea that homeless people aren't entitled to have smartphones. They shouldn't have those luxuries. They shouldn't have those precious smartphones. You I know, get it. Housing is a necessity, but a smartphone is a luxury. And why do they have those things? And also to sort of pull the image of the hobo out of the 1930s, out of the, you know, drifter with the Qatar jumping on trains and living in a hobo gimia. And, I mean, there's some of that still going on and, you know, more power to it. But we sort of have this romanticized image of the hobo. And I was just like, man, that's probably not how hobos are doing things anymore. I kind of like to figure out how they actually are doing things. It's sort of like the difference between, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean and Somali pirates. Like, this is a different thing. Right. You know, homelessness now looks different. There are different homeless communities, and we've still got this, you know, image going back to the 1930s of, you know, this a very romanticized image of hobos, which... Or, in my case, a very disturbed image of hobos, of hom yeah. homeless people. They, yeah. Yeah. A very romanticized or very, very disturbed image of hobos, which isn't quite congruent with reality. 
I think the shocking twist for me that I saw, and help me in 10 seconds or less, the millennial angle on it, is it just the technology? What, what, do, what do you find in that? So the Great Recession got a lot of people homeless, and a lot of those people who got homeless had uh, smartphones, and a lot of those people were younger. Gotcha. So, I got to catch yeah. you off. Unfortunately, I asked too big of a question. It's Betsy Isaacson with Newsweek. You can find her at Newsweek.com. It's Isaacson, I-S-A-A-C-S-O-N. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.